Welcome out, everybody, to episode 376 of The Good, The Bad, and The Geeky. Um, we have Anthony Portillo on the show today. Hello. Um, and uh, But before we let him talk anymore, and poor Anthony, you know, I'm probably going to talk all over you the whole show. It'll probably just be me ranting for... That's every episode of The Good, The Bad, and The Geeky, really. It's your show, so it's cool. Oh, thank you. I could be a better host, but that's okay. Don't uh, worry about that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, if we like love, though, who doesn't like love? Love is like, you know, keeps the world moving and stuff, unless mm-hmm. you're Trump. So we want your love. Help us, love us, and we will love you. Head over to iTunes, Stitcher, or anywhere else. Give us a loving review, and we'll read it here on the show. Um do we overlook it sometimes? But if that's the case, email us at goodbadgeeky at gmail.com and remind us. And then we'll be like, we're so sorry. We'll kiss your ass. And then we'll read it on the air anyway, because that's how great we are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Also, Young Writers 2018 is coming to uh, Mad Lab. Uh, Mad Lab is a nonprofit organization that provides an artistic haven for the creation and experience of original works. Part of that effort, though, involves giving young people the opportunity to create original works and see them brought to life. Founded in 2011, Mad Lab's Young Writers Short Play Festival is designed to give local high school playwrights a professional theater experience. Students submit 10-minute plays, and the best are chosen to be developed and produced at Mad Lab. Um, program has a lasting impact on the student and adult participants alike. Former playwrights have gone on to a major in theater in college and have their work in, included in textbooks and perform on national television. I don't know what those are, but if you want more information, uh, it's July 13th through the 28th, Fridays and Saturdays with two Sunday matinees. Um, but I have a link here. I created it just for this, so you can just go to it real quick. It's uh, HTTPS colon forward slash forward slash D4K.us forward slash Y for Young, W for Writers, 2018. Our official sponsor of the show, though, is Audible with over 200,000 titles to choose from. You get a 30-day free membership, uh, plus a book to get you started, one credit a month after the trial. Good for any book, regardless of price. Ad-free premium audio that you listen to offline. No interruptions, kind of like a podcast. Um, your own amazing library. You keep your books, even if you cancel. Um, I know there's been a few times I've had to cancel my membership, and uh, that sucks, but... Uh, it's awesome because I'm able to keep my library. And then when I rejoin back up, it's the same thing. I have full access to my library still. I get to add more books to it. And uh, also easy exchanges. Don't lo- you don't love a book, book Anthony. You can, you can switch it out. Say what? What? That's right. Swap it for free, motherfucker, anytime. That's really cool. That's really cool. And uh, the, here's the easiest thing, too. Do you have an Amazon account? You probably do. I do. I you do. see? So, Anthony, right now, if you go to audibletrial.com forward slash goodbadgeeky, you get your, your 30-day trial. Boom. And get tons of awesome books. And, and it's also suggested you download the Audible app. Um, but you can also mm. probably do it from the website, too. It, it's, a, it's the power of Amazon. Putting out Toys R Us since 2018. Did you know <laughs> that we are proud members of the It's All Been Done Presents Network? Speaking of the network, do you have vague remembrance of the band Bare Naked Ladies from the late 90s to early aughts? If you do, then you're in good company. Oh, don't laugh, Drain. That makes me sad Sorry. and old. Join friends Evan and Saker as they hazily snuggle through every single Bare Naked Ladies song one week at a time. Can you feel me winking through the mic? Um, from their first album to their last, driving themselves insane along the way. Do you know anything about BNL? That's probably more than they do. Strap in for pet theories about vampires, retirement homes, murders, and more. 
As someone who loves that band and loves that first album, especially, that makes no fucking sense to me. So I need to listen to the to listen to the podcast. Obviously, uh, it's all been done. A Bare Naked Ladies podcast. Check them out along with our programs at iebdpresents.com and support us at patreon.com forward slash iebd. And when I say us, I mean it's all been done presents, not good, bad, and geeky. All right, Anthony, we're so excited. Uh, we'll probably talk about this once the show starts officially uh after the theme song but this is the first time we've had you on the show officially yes. officially we'll talk about that part later but we're here to talk about the incredibles too finally 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 after it feels like we've been waiting 14 years to talk about i haven't known you that long but i feel like you and i have both waited 14 years for this very exact we've moment. been waiting together even though we were, didn't always know each other exactly we yeah it's kind of like that thing where we're walking down it's like one day we're gonna fucking talk about incredibles too and, and and you know what? And we're gonna we're gonna spoil all kinds of shit. I yeah, mean, you better shit have seen this or it's be gonna okay be with. spoiled. I mean, and I'm not <laughs> talking about Incredibles. As a matter of fact, I would just say if you've seen any movie ever, it'd be a good watch out. Watch out because I'm <laughs> telling you. I mean, no. In all in all seriousness, though, this was brought up to me, to me. So I'm trying to make a point. We spoil a lot of things um, off the top of my head. I can think of. I'm not going to get them all. So uh, this is a. Uh, Film, TV, comic book, whatever. We talk about spoilers for Marvel comic books, Marvel movies, DC movies, Star Wars movies, Ninja Turtles. Sorry, folks. Uh, tons of other stuff that I can think of. Dick Tracy comes up, I, I'm sure. It will come up, sure, at one point. Yeah. I don't know why, but I mean, just thinking right now, that's that's, that's something that might come up. So um, just, I would say in general, if you haven't seen any movie that's come out in the last six months to a year, be careful. And then on top of that, um, The Incredibles and Pixar. Anything by Disney Pixar, yeah. we kind of delve all over the place into. We have some restraint. I feel like if a movie, another movie has come out in like the last month, we're going to be like, oh, obviously I shouldn't talk about that. But beyond that window, it's like, well, but but here's the thing. <laughs> but did we? <laughs> did we wait? Did we wait? Mm. Did we, did we, Anthony, show any restraint? Because let us rephrase it. Did I show any restraint? <laughs> I did not. You're know. gonna have to start bleeping yourself. Bleep out the spoilers. Oh Jesus! The people who know what's happening, they're like, "Oh, I think I know what they're talking about." Yeah. Uh, by the way, if you would like to be a, a producer of the show to help me with this, <laughs> sure. Um, I can't pay you anything. Of course. Uh, but please, but maybe chips. You know what, chips? And you know what, uh, uh, Anthony will gladly take those chips as payment. Yes. And yes. Uh, nice and light. And oh, I know. We'll, 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 no, I'm sorry. We'll pay you in chips. And then uh, if Wayne, you don't want, Anthony will take. And then also we'll just give Anthony chips a anyway because he's a good dude and needs chips. He's, a grown, chips. he's a grown boy, Ma. <laughs> he needs those chips. He wants to see more incredible movies. We got we to gotta, we gotta give him more food. And I guess I've got to wait another 14 if there's going to be one. Oh, it makes me sad. Um, hopefully I'll have a kid by then and they'll be oh, 12 years old. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, dear Lord. All right. Well, so anyway... Um, Anthony, I don't think you have anything to plug officially, except for maybe you have a, a YouTube video you could check out, right? Sacrifices? Yes, I've made a couple of short films, films that I'm so, pretty proud of. Yep, there you go. Um, the one that I last did was called Sacrifices. It's sort of a, more of a thriller than a horror. Mm -hmm. It's it's supernatural in nature, but it's just a short film. Um, me and my friends challenged each other to kind of each make our own short. Mm -hmm. So we each did ours and directed them so that even though they're similar threads because we're friends, they're all different types of horror or supernatural stories. That's so, cool. I think there's links to the other ones if you find mine. So Yeah, so if you find him, so we're not going to just give it to you cuz you know that's simple and easy. We're going to make you search for it. <laughs> no, it's on it's on YouTube though, for sure. It's called Sacrifices. Uh, it's called Sacrifices and you spell your name, last name, 
uh, P as in Papa, O R T as in Tango, I L L O. Wow, first name I know Anthony. the name over the phone a lot, so sorry. About that. <sighs> no, I I I I understand. Uh, I mean, we've allowed chewing at the beginning of. This. <laughs> if you've made it this far, we there is no more chewing. We we promise you, and there is an unintentional side burp from me, not Anthony. That yeah. that does happen, but Anthony's classy about it because he's a good man, Charlie Brown. Oh, man, you should have taken a like, start. Anthony's doing it right now because he's playing the drinking game with us right now. Um, you should have had like five drinks already just in this intro alone. It's going to get worse, folks. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, seriously, uh, this is episode 376 of uh, The Good, The Bad, The Kiki. Don't even know my own name. Who are we? Who are we? Where are we? Why are we? Serious thanks, questions. Thanks, thanks Drax. But uh, we're going to talk all a bunch of stuff, but more importantly, Incredibles 2. Do we like the movie? Do we not like the movie? Do we have complaints about the movie? Well, you're going to find out in this fun episode of The Good, The Bad, and The Geeky with Anthony Portillo. Hey! Right, and as you heard in the intro, which we totally just got done recording, <laughs> we have, okay, technically this is not your first time on the show, but this is the first time on the show, because you gave us, what, what movie, it was a Marvel movie, wasn't it? Was it Civil War that you, you gave us? I remember is I had surgery, so I sent you videos from like my bed, because I had just been cut open. Right. And yeah. yeah, I had to send in like little chunks of... It, little, yeah, and we played it. I, it, it was a Marvel movie, though. I know that much. I feel like it was a Marvel movie. Because it's one of those... It was a big so summer... It, it, or if not, it's a blockbuster movie. Yeah. And so, yeah, you, you gave us your thoughts on it. But um, this is... Yeah, and there's a few other times, too, where it's close cause. And then... But no, this is awesome. And also, this is great, too, because I have not seen you in forever. Yeah, it's been um, a long time. Yes, it's been a long time. So this is always great. I'm not going to say the place of, of business, but we used to work together... And um, what was great is that, I mean, we had some nerds and geeks that worked in our room. I mean, but like almost the majority there. The majority, end. well, at the end, especially, especially, yeah, <laughs> well, yeah, especially at the end. But in particular, I would say Tim and you and me were the were the nerds of the group. The too much, yeah, the over the top ones. But but the the great thing is to well, here's the thing, my our, our friend Dan. Mm-hmm. Damn, bust out Lord of the Rings, and you're like, whoa! <laughs> but he's Mister. Let's watch football all the time. Let's watch yeah. football all the time. But then he's like, or we could watch Lord of the Rings, bro. And I'm like, whoa! But you're like the hardcore film nerd. Like we like the. I mean, you're you're better than me. Like I feel like you you also are a filmmaker, a local filmmaker too. Yes. So that adds to it. But like I, you would bust out like I remember one time you mentioned something to me. And you felt, I felt like Jesus. I feel like you should be on RogerEbert.com. <laughs> like you're busting out like a French director name. And it's not like one I've heard of before. Or yeah. not, not, no, it wasn't French. It was Italian. It was the guy who wrote like, it was Nine and a Half. You busted Fellini. that out. Fellini. And then you busted another one. I was like, sure. <laughs> <laughs> like, like does, is that the guy who made Amelie? No. <laughs> like, God damn it. Okay. <laughs> so close. So, so, 
<laughs> okay, <laughs> sure. Uh, but no, that's what I'm saying. So you're you're at a completely different level than I am, which is very nice too. I'm behind in many ways, but yeah, I'm I'm learning. Oh, I'm working on it. Well, well, compared to me, like okay, here's the thing: your knowledge of film, like and appreciation, your appreciation of film is there. Yes, and I'm there with you, but you're knowledge of what films to appreciate are probably way more diverse than mine, which is Marvel. Yeah. <laughs> and, well, as I'm saying, like I see probably more of the bigger blockbuster stuff or just probably. general than, than I would say that would be the difference. Like I yeah. think I remember back in the day we haven't gotten to the Incredibles two yet, but yeah, the thing that's really interesting is, is that when I went to my wife's parents' house for Christmas, mm -hmm. they have cable and they have HBO Cable, rare. <laughs> oh, I know. Well, especially nowadays, we've cut the cable too. I used to be a big defender of cable, but I was just like, I can't see the money. It's not worth the money. But yeah. when I was there at her parents, I just realized that cable was the reason why I saw so many movies because you're just kind of stuck. Even with DVR, you could tape whatever. Yeah. Nine times out of 10, it's not like Netflix where you look at it and you go, oh, I have 20 different things I can choose from right now. And I don't know how I feel about any of them. Yeah. HBO, it's fucking on HBO. Just turn it on and see what you think. Oh, oh, okay. You're kind of lost to stick around for 10 minutes and then the movie's over. And and I literally, I watched the whole day because it was Christmas. I mm -hmm. watched nothing but movies all day. Yes. Some of them I've seen before, but there is like, um, uh, what's the one with the big, it's not, it's not Guardians. It's the one with the gigantic tree. I think it's a monster cause. Oh, I didn't see it, but I saw the, the previews. Really good. Yeah. Really good. Um, depressing, but good. That's what I heard. Uh, well, now also to throw this out there uh, for insight, uh, this is after they were showing, I think it was uh, Sleepless in Seattle, You've Got Mail. A lot of melancholy in there with the comedy. Love Actually, mm -hmm. Sleepless, or, uh, While You Were Sleeping, and then A Monster Calls. And I was just like, wow, I I'm glad that I'm, I'm in a relationship and I'm happy because, dear God, I want <laughs> to slip my wrist. the feels train. Uh, yeah, the feels train and, oh, I'm so lonely. Why am I watching this? Oh, I'm sad at Christmas, and there it is. But I enjoy the movies, <laughs> and then bleed out everywhere. Yeah. Um, you guys, I made a cutting my wrist down. But that's what I'm saying. But I realize, I feel like cable is the reason why I used to watch so much. And now that I don't, like, I look at Netflix, and sometimes my wife and I will be like, I don't know what we should watch. Oh, that new thing that came out today that everyone's talking about? Eh, maybe we'll watch it. But so did that other thing, and then it becomes a... What do we watch thing? Well, it's such a weird psychological thing where like Netflix, well, some of the services try to do it where they're like, well, let's start doing autoplay because these people obviously spend way too much time flipping through things. Right. But it's still not the same as like, oh, this just started and it's five minutes in. Mm -hmm. Okay, I could I could pick this up and watch it. Like we yeah. have to make it that much more easier for us to pick something unfamiliar. Just like, <sighs> well, it's already playing, so I guess I'll watch. Right, and it it drives me. It drives me nuts that so so I'm starting to regress a little bit too in my filmmaking watching. Yeah. So uh, my filmmaking watching because that's good English. Um, I mean, technically, if if you love language, English is not a great language. So no, steer clear. It, it, yeah. But but I just made it worse, <laughs> which is the goal of this show. But I yeah. So don't don't worry about like if you don't see. I mean that and I know you see the big ones like like. A lot of the big ones, because I'm I'm totally even though like I can be a snob. I like popcorn movies. Yeah. I like stupid well, fun. That's the great thing too that I really like, and and we would always kind of talk about it. But then other people in the room would be like, "What was it?" Like you and I like the movie Unbreakable. Yeah, 
And I remember uh, the big joke was Tim too, also our coworker Tim, uh, also enjoyed the film uh, Unbreakable. And my favorite, my, one of my favorite memories is he would, uh, our friend Dan would, would always say, would you say it's phenomenal? And, and everyone would be like, yes or no. And Tim's like, Dan, Unbreakable is phenomenal. And you and me were like, yes, it's great. It's like <laughs> one of the last great M. Night Shyamalan Ding Dong movies yeah. ever. And then, because Signs is questionable for people. Yeah, that's he, hit or miss for people. He watched it and he hated it. And so every time he was just like, would you say it's phenomenal, phenomenal? Tim? <laughs> I just cracked. Will we, will we breach that threshold? Phenomenal? Are we going there? Are yeah. we going there? But yeah, but, but yeah, you and I would also talk about you know we could recognize the difference between a popcorn movie or if we have the conversation that spielberg brought this up the difference between a movie and a film yes like ready player one's a movie schindler's <laughs> list is a film yeah right and and i think you and i like if someone said that to us we go okay like it's the intention behind it you're yeah, like oh yeah they're trying to say something or they're not like now this every is once for in a while you get ones that are a movie that have a hint of film in them <laughs> yes like okay to get it on point, Battle Incredibles 2, mm -hmm. it's kind of that, I thought. I enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. It's a popcorn film, but it's a damn good one. And there's hints of, I don't know, it's different too. Like it didn't, I don't. I'd have to agree. I think that it was it was more of like a blockbuster, like exciting, funny mm -hmm. movie. Because especially the first one got a little more dramatic moments. Yeah. It was a little more like direct peril that was like scary. Yeah. Um, and this one still had peril, but it was more about the ride. And maybe I'm I maybe I give too much flack, but I'm I'm kind of okay with that. I'm okay with the films being different from each other. Like, I am too. Well, uh, we kind of talked about this lightly on Guardians Volume 2. Mm -hmm. I love that movie. And that movie had a lot of faults, but everything it was trying to do, like the first movie, I was just like, "Damn, that really like that was a fun movie and it kind of had a little bit of heart into it and I really enjoy it." Yeah, and then the second one though, like it just kept hitting you in the gut with like it's a, and also James Gunn to me, is he packaged it as a popcorn movie, but it's very subtle, and like I argue that, and I still believe this, uh, Rocket Raccoon is mm -hmm. the true heart of that movie of all the movies. Yeah, and Groot's the soul, and see he's classy. You guys didn't hear that it's because he moved his head away. <laughs> I, in my defense, I did not hear that I was going to burp. And now that I'm talking about it again, they might have to leave it in and then, fuck, just drink your whole drink. And it's never said, though, directly. Like, if you're just paying attention to little moments here and there, mm -hmm. I really feel like, like, and I feel like Incredibles 2, Brad Bird in general does that in the same way. Like, he, he sets things up and he doesn't, he doesn't, he shows you and doesn't tell you, which is a huge... He's very good at that. With, oh, I think yeah. any movie of his that I've seen generally, I don't know about Tomorrowland, but most of them yeah. are show you, not tell you. Okay. <laughs> Do you have you... That, okay, I don't know how I... I don't remember... Oh, I think we watched it in the room. Oh, I think so. Yeah. And I remember we... I think it was you, me, and Dan. Was it maybe? If not, it was Tim, Dan, and I. I have a terrible memory. Um, so by the way, just to clarify, we worked like seven days a week in some cases, or the room was constantly had people seven days a week. Yeah. And there was one whole day where pretty much nothing happened. Very quiet. Very quiet. So we would, as long as we got our work done, we were allowed to use the teleconference room uh, for football. And actually we had two TVs. So one was football, the other was a movie. And I remember we watched- That was so cool. It was so cool. <laughs> we, 
We watched Tomorrowland though, and I just remember, yeah, because it was on DVD, and the, I just remember watching the, the extras, and it made me really enjoy the movie if it was added in the movie because it was all about Hugh Grant, or not Hugh Grant, oh, who uh, Hugh Laurie's character. Or just showed more of him because I just felt like Hugh Laurie's the bad guy and he just didn't show up until the end, really. Yeah. And it's kind of, but like all the stuff of him dealing with young George Clooney and him in Disney World for the World's Fair. Yeah. It's him just being an asshole. You can see shades of he's just getting fed up with humanity. And I'm just like, this is so good. I bet you this was made for the DVD. And if so, it just pisses me off. And it made me really sad. Well, yeah, it's just so weird because he does so good at structuring his movies and like layering them. And that kind of felt like... I was like, who got in the way, buddy? Like, oh, what happened? Like, <laughs> did, did you see John Carter of Mars? I I don't think I've seen it all the way through. Ooh, I remember is that. It, is it because it wasn't good, or was it just because you were do, doing stuff while you were watching it? It was better than I thought it was going to be, but it still felt like it could have been better for the source material. I, I enjoyed it. It was okay. Yeah. But but my, my reason for bringing that up is Andrew Stannon, Pixar alumnus, mm-hmm. did the live action film. Now, granted, Brad Bird did Mission Impossible, got a hit. Yeah. And then, I mean, granted, but it's a phenomenal movie, it, considering it's Mission Impossible. I really enjoyed it. It actually made me like, wow, I didn't think I'd care about Mission Impossible, but I still do. Yeah. And uh, I, I, I believe part of that is Brad Bird, a little bit on that, because I'm sure he tinkered with the script, and then the directing was great. But, and then he got, then he does Wasn't that the one where the MacGuffin had like a really obvious name? Was that the uh, his one? I think so. I just it remember was three or four when it was just like you got to get the thing, and they're like, "Yeah, we don't know what it is." Oh yeah, and <laughs> yeah, because that's it's, it's where he runs out, runs the sandstorm, and it made me realize that that's how he runs through everything as he cry chops the air with his with his hands. Cut down wind resistance, man. We chop the, that air out of the way. You know what? That's completely valid. So the science of running. That's that should be our new YouTube video. The science of it, running. It's a video essay about the science of running. Why does Tom Cruise's characters run faster than any other character in movies? It'll be diagrams. Yeah, anim- animatronics. We we should get like a, a I mean. pr- professor from like a from a well respected college. Um, you know, does physics and just talks about the physics of karate chopping the air. And then um, be like, and if physics works the way we think it works, then how would it do it? What? Yeah. So, so for those who don't follow what he meant by that, and I'm going to take a guess here. Look at the new poster for the film uh, a Skyscraper. Is that what it is? With, with, with uh, Dwayne, The Rock Johnson? Oh, my goodness. It was one of the first memes for that movie, and they didn't plan on it, which is when they released the final poster, it just shows the crane, and it shows him running like he's going to jump. and Or no, it shows him mid-jump. That's what it was. And apparently everyone lost their goddamn mind mm-hmm. because they started drawing mathematically like he would never make where he's trying to go. Like, at least give me some mathematical probability of how he could make that. Yeah, because they even said in the trailer, they show like he's going to run and make it and he has a bad leg. Yeah, he's an and, and they're like, look, we can we can suspend disbelief in a moving image. Mm-hmm. But when you show us just a poster with the angles, clearly with the angles defined. clearly defined. We can't let you go, okay, that makes sense. He can make that. We grant, we're going to just suspend disbelief. They're like, no, fuck you. We're taking you. To, this is like the gigantic leg on Ready Player One. No way that dude's fucking that tall. Yeah. But he might be, could be, I know he's not. That's a bad Photoshop. That's. Well, yes. I mean, every action movie is going to take licenses, and we know that. It's cool. Oh, but oh, yeah. Yeah, but like, 
wow, the rock just had apparently ran 40 miles per hour and then jumped off at like a 15 degree angle upwards so he can shoot through the air across <laughs> to right. the side of a building. Well, I think, I think they said the most probable thing is that he would actually just fall. Like he would just straight fall from where he's at and just, just die. And yeah. Yeah. But they said like, even if he would have probably moved up a little bit like more, he would at least hit another floor below and then die that way. Yeah. <laughs> like they're just like, okay. Because I think the fire Or he makes it, but the impact like... <laughs> Right, because the whole point is he's going through an open, crashed window to save his family. Frank gets in the way. Yeah, they really should, should have just called that Die Hard. I don't. Yeah, because let's be honest, or Hard Bruce, Die. Bruce Willis is a fucking douchebag at this point in his life. I'm okay with not ever seeing him in a Die Hard movie again. Yeah, they did their thing. They, no, they did. Yeah, and that relates to Thy Holy Incredibles too. <laughs> <laughs> so I told Anthony before we started, like, we can just, we'll just dovetail into all kinds of shit. And we've already have. We, this is like our, what, third Inception conversation. Yeah, Probably, we're stacking them up. We're stacking them up. That's how a good Inception works. Uh, Layers. <laughs> well, at least, Layers. at least that's what Nolan teaches us. Or are we already in the Inception? Whoa! <laughs> well, at the end of this movie, it's like people walk out and go, I don't know what they thought about Incredibles 2, but goddamn, that skyscraper movie sounds so <laughs> good. good. <laughs> But yeah, I thought Brad Bird uh, was a good director, live action. But Tomorrowland, I felt like part of me wonders if there was interference or something. That's my same thought. I was just like, who got in the way of your vision, Brad? You're just so solid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who, yeah. Who, who was it, Brad? Show them on the film where they touched your, <laughs> or touched touch you, take a drink, touched it, whatever. No, but exactly. I mean, like, I think you and I talked about this too, saying like, I think you kind of enjoy the film way more than I do, but Spider-Man 3, I hate that movie. I hate that movie so much. I feel like it was almost like B movie where like I could kind of enjoy it as like a train wreck. I I can't because the first two were so good. Well, now that time has passed and we've had a, I hate to say this, an actually really good, 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 good Spider-Man movie. Uh, Homecoming? Yeah. 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 I just recently saw that. So. Oh, oh, you haven't, you haven't seen it until, until recently? Like... In the last month or so, I just got a fancy new oh, TV, wow. and so I brought home, like, super... Dude, dude, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, by the way, a weird Easter egg for you is when he's talking to the principal, and the, I think towards the beginning of the movie, he gets caught into the principal's office, and it's like a, an Asian-American gentleman. Mm-hmm. If you look, the, the way they stage the shot, you don't really get... I think you get one medium shot of him looking out of the window and watching, I think, the girl who ends up being Mary Jane or whatever. Yeah. Like, he's paying attention to the kids, not what's going on. And then they do a shot where it's through the window, and that's the rest of the shot where he's talking to Peter. Mm-hmm. Behind the principal is the shot of the Howling Commandos. It's the same actor who played the Asian guy in the Howling Commandos. He's playing his great-great-grandson or whatever. Howling Commandos? Yeah. From the Howling from Captain America Winter Soldier. Oh, okay. Yeah. So the the group of so, sorry, deep cut on you there. Yeah. <laughs> well, but I but I was just like I I watched that when I got on Blu-ray because I saw the movie in theaters, but then I watched it on Blu-ray and it was one of those ones where you're like you're paying attention to different things, or you're not paying attention to the film. You're looking at your phone. You look up and you look at the wrong thing at the wrong time, but it ends like, up what? being the right thing. Yeah. And you're like. Oh, oh, Easter! Did you see that? Did you see that? Yeah, yeah. And I was like, so that's a fun. So if you go back and rewatch it, if you have the chance to, that's a fun little like. Oh, it's all connected. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I did think that was it, but uh, oh, in Spider Man Three, that's how I somehow 
got to that. I was just saying that you can at least enjoy that. I can't inception. It. Yeah, <laughs> I, uh, we've inceptioned the inception out of the inception, but back in at the same time. It's easy to do if you know what you're doing. <laughs> do you have a top? <laughs> <laughs> I uh, no, but uh, I, I I can't I can't watch Spider Man three. My friend Jim, because he's he's a douchebag, but I love him. Um, actually, no, it's just really I mean, funny. I he bought seen that me years. So. He bought it for me for Christmas. Um, on DVD because oh. that's the movie that broke that in the Matrix movies broke me from buying sequels. Like I had to be a completionist, and now I'm like, nope, no. But that movie, my point was, is that movie Sam Raimi definitely had interference from the studio. Like they shoehorned Venom in and all kinds yeah. of stuff. Like to me, I think the original intention was maybe put Venom at the end, and then they're like, no, we want him in the whole movie. And I'm like, ooh, it's not a character you want to make a side character. Oh no, like, it's one of the more well known ones. Right. And it didn't help that Raimi didn't like the character either, but yeah. I I digress. So that's a good example of studio interference with a good a good director. Like I remember Spider-Man people were like Sam Raimi directed a big budget movie and it was good. And I was just like he's a good director. He just loves horror film and so and, he does horror stuff. And he loves cheesy stuff. Oh, and he things loves, that are typically considered cheesy. Oh yeah. But it's intentional. Exactly. Exactly. Um, which is why one of the best parts of the second one is Dr. Octopus waking up. And it becomes like a Evil Dead movie for a half a second. All the, the close-ups, the cuts, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then it becomes a horror movie like, with the girls like crawling. With, or, oh, oh, when he kills all those people? Yeah. And it's like a really long scene of him just murdering mm-hmm. every one of them? Well, the arms are murdering. He oh, has that's no, right. Yeah, because he takes it off and he's like, what happened here? And well, anyway, yeah. But uh, no, I yeah, I just remember it bothered me, and but then it made me feel really terrified that the doctor had the gloves on, but she was crawling, uh, trying to crawl away, and when it was pulling her away through her gloves, it was oh, oh it was like uh, scratching and peeling the the tile or the whatever, the mullium off the floor, and I was like. Oh God, that's so. <laughs> yeah. That's how fucking. Oh Jesus, yeah. But again, and that's and again, it's done very quickly. I mean, the shots are very quickly, so yes. it feels moving, even though it is like a well, it's probably like a minute long scene. It's, yeah, for what it's doing, it's long. Uh, Normally, other directors would be like, "Cut away." Obviously, they're murdered, and he's like, Jesus. "Nope, you're gonna see every person get their chest but, cut open." But there's not a lot of blood though either. It's no. all done tastefully. It's PG thirteen ish. Cut away before the art, artery, you know, spurts its right, blood. Right, right. Or I think the one shot, it's all done in shadow. Like, you, you just see the shadow from off camera. And then the girl goes, ah, and runs into the frame. Ah! <laughs> so, but yeah, so studio interference sucks. And I think Tomorrowland kind of showed that. So that's why, but then I went back to it, like, or was it like, the you go, it's too long. Is that why you cut that stuff? So Brad Bird, but I feel like Brad Bird and Pete Doctor, not Pete Doctor, uh, Andrew Stanton, did something that I think Pete Doctor is a pussy to do. And I'm going to call him out on it right here. I love you guys at Pixar, but whoever at Pixar said Pete Doctor, it was okay that he did not make a sequel to Monsters Incorporated and then let them make a prequel needs to fucking die. No, That was uh, a strange really. move. I do not, not think... I'm sorry. That was too mean. You, you need to emotionally feel sadness in your soul. Please don't die. That was very. I'm sorry. That was too bad. Far, man. I, too that far. was. Too, I was too far. It really was. I, but it really pisses me off. I get it. I mean, the best part of that movie is when they're in the camp at the end of the movie, like when they go in the real world, and like it's the only mo- moment. Are you talking about of, university or the original? University. Sorry, okay. I didn't see that one yet. Oh, but I heard it was like 
okay for what it was. Well, uh, spoiler alert. <laughs> I'm oh. sorry. No, that's fine. I mean, that wasn't really. Yeah, it, Jimmy got a review copy and he gave it to me. And I was like, good, I don't want to pay for that fucking piece of shit. Yeah. Um, it's not a piece of shit. It's just that it completely. Um, you're a Futurama fan. Mm-hmm. Okay, one of my favorite, everyone's favorite episode is the one with the dog, Jurassic <laughs> yeah. Bark. Yeah. But if you watch uh, Bender's big score, it completely undermines that episode because it means Fry oh. was there with the dog the whole time. And so there's no reason to feel sad. I kind of feel like that's what happened with that. It, it kind of completely undermines the sad ending, too? Not sad ending, but like it undermines the relationship of, of Mike and Sully. Mm-hmm. Like, they're really good friends. And they always have been friends. Like, why are they lying to each other? Like, during the typical exposition, it's like, buddy, we've been pals since 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 high school. And then you watch it, it's like, no, they were friends in college. It makes me completely question their relationship. Mm-hmm. And also, they're talking to each other, so they're not trying to play it up for anybody. So now you've created a plot problem in the first movie. You're And also, why does Randall need to have... Randall has back. Randall becomes the picked on kid, but instead of getting the one up at the end, he continues down to be evil because they didn't show him kindness and respect. And, uh, and I'm like, now, Grant, is it a funny movie? It's very funny, mm-hmm. and that stuff they they nail. But yeah. like, why, why, why did you have doing that? I rather have you've taken a chance and failed horribly doing a sequel. And that's where like I remember everyone did Finding Dory, and even Incredibles two are like, oh. How are they going to do this one? Incredibles 2, it's like it's superheroes. You probably can't mess that up. Yeah. But Finding Nemo, how are you ever going to do a sequel? It's like, no, they did a good job. It's it's different than the first one, but it's not. And that's okay. Yeah. I mean, first one's a little bit better in a different way. But it's not it's not bad either. It's it's a really good movie. But I, I give Stanton way more fucking props for, and it's like for Pete Doctor. Fucking make a sequel. Don't let people make fucking prequels of your shit. I wouldn't see that sequel. Monsters, Inc. still is my one of my favorites. Like, Monsters, Inc., Ratatouille, Toy Story 2. Like, like I keep going back between Ratatouille and Monsters, Remember Inc. Remember when Monsters, Inc. came out? November of 2002. Two, wow. So, yeah, that was two years before <laughs> Incredibles. Yeah. So, that's why I was even more surprised. Is, one, I was... Everyone was surprised it took so long for Incredibles 2 to come out. Yeah. Did but I was a... figuring like, oh man, how are they going to resist going back to Monsters, Inc.? Everyone loves Monsters, Inc. Right. And they do a prequel. So I guess they halfway did it. They did. And they got, and also like the Helen, there's a monster that Helen Mirren plays, which is a good character, but poorly, poorly handled. Like there's no, I don't know. You know what? We'll have you back on. And once you see that one, yeah, we'll talk yeah, about yeah. that. I, it just really made me. It, it made me very unhappy. Like, as a matter of fact, every time we're flipping through, because we have, um, uh, you know how you get the digital code on DVDs? Yeah. Movies Anywhere combines all of them now. So if you have Ultraviolet and whatever in Flickster, it puts them all in one, which is nice. Yeah. Because I, I hate Flickster um, and Ultraviolet. So one of them, though, is because I got my free code from that free press copy. I have Monsters University, and it's just in there. Aww. And every time I walk by it, I always say something. My wife's like, we know, we know you don't like the movie. Don't, don't give us your rant right now. Unnecessary. Let's, let's watch Wonder Woman. Yeah. Oh, yes. Okay. Okay. Good choice. Compromise. Good choice. Compromise. Oh, there's no compromise there at all. That's, that's straight up like, <laughs> I'll gladly fucking stop talking about that. But the, the fact that Brad Bird didn't do a prequel, and I mean, technically. Oh, I would have rioted. You, 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 well, here's the <laughs> thing. Too. prequel. Don't you dare. But you kind of get that anyway in these movies. You get hints of what happened before as long as it justifies and furthers the story. Yeah. 
like for for me, what really made me sad was not sad like in a bad way, but like it made me nostalgic and, and sad for those characters like Gazer Beam. They talked about Gazer Beam a lot. And I was just like, oh, Gazer Beam. And there's a part of me that would like to have seen his journey till the end yeah. a little bit. And I'm, but I'm still glad they didn't show it because that's part of the mystery of the first movie. But like, it just makes you feel really, it makes you feel a lot more worse. And that's the one thing I'm kind of sad they didn't mention or at no point someone didn't say, which is like, oh, all the like, superheroes oh, are dead. Yeah. They've been murdered by syndrome. Like we're left. I mean, that, most of them, that and the killed. noobs over there, they're, they're pretty much it. You yeah. Know? Yeah. I mean, so that was cool. By the way, for those who don't know the plot of the movie, takes place right after the end of the first one with the underminer and something kind of derails a bit and superheroes are not out of the spotlight in a good way yet and there are these two people um i don't remember their names right now but i know it's it's, winston and evelyn yes i'm still gonna look it up just in case Mm -hmm. but yeah but the concept is is that because it's a little wordplay with their names that some people might catch well i didn't um get i got evelyn by the way, it's uh, Dever. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's Dever. D E A V O R. Winston Dever. What, what's Winston's? It's Win. Well, his doesn't so much. I think it's I know Evelyn hers. though. It's evil, evil. <laughs> yeah, Evelyn Dever. Evil yeah, Endeavor. Evil, evil Endeavor. Yeah, it took me a second. So I, I knew it was something evil. Uh, by the way, so spoiler: Evelyn is the bad guy. But when you're watching it, it's clear to you. To me, it was like, oh, Winston's going to be the bad guy. It's Bob Odenkirk, who's good at doing anything. Yeah. And Catherine Keener usually plays the role of the embattered woman, but who's not really bad. She's with has the heart of gold. And they completely, I dug the shit out of that. Yeah. Because I was like, they should really make her the bad guy. I realized halfway through, which is too based on how much i watch movies it's too long it always takes me too it's because i always like want to believe in the story i'm being told i, do I don't want to like bust it apart too early i want to be like ah i might be surprised i'm not going to make conclusions so <laughs> it was only do, like but you do anyway a little bit <laughs> yeah. so halfway through which like i said is too late i should have already guessed i was like oh i know who it is and yeah. i thought it was going to be both of them i thought that too where they and switched so it out the, the fact yeah. that one of them didn't know i was like you know what that was kind of a predictable twist but the fact that you like had them like at odds with each other yeah. That's still kind of interesting enough that I'm cool with it. Oh, right. Oh, and also, some of the wordplay, right when they reveal it's her, it's that beautiful shot where uh, Lassa Girl's in the room, and they're, like, trailing her. She's kind of monologuing to her. And and she just goes, I forget how she words it, but she's just like, oh, uh, Winston knows what he knows. And you're like, oh, so they are in it together. Fuck. Because yeah. I really like him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and, and then you realize, no, he's well, it not. It would have been kind of boring. Because it's like, it first movie, oh, new character pops up. Oh, he's a bad guy from the past. And this one's like, oh, new characters? There's no way they could actually have, like, any good in them or, like... Right. It just ruins the, like, I don't know, interestingness of the plot. Yeah, exactly. And I need... Oh. Okay, now, I will say a complaint I had with the movie, um, Mm -hmm. because, again, we're just jumping all over the place. Let's do it. The Void. I like that character a lot. But once they took the fucking glasses off, why didn't someone tell her... To open a void in front of the boat and open another <laughs> void over there, end of the movie. <laughs> Listen. I mean, not the end of the movie, but I mean, yeah. they, they watch it. They would hit like Hawaii or something and kill a bunch of people in Hawaii. But still, they'd have more time to s- think about how they could stop it. Brad Bird's got an out. Visually, you never see her do a void that I think is much bigger than like 10 feet. 
That's true. So maybe she can't, or maybe she's like still too new and like scary well, to make it. Well, it's kind of like Elastic Girl. She can stretch herself as much as she wants, but it, it could there hurt are her. limits. There are limits. And it's how far she has she stretched recently. Yeah. <laughs> no pun intended. And then, um, yeah. One of the first times we saw um, a, sec- a super weakness in this one, when she had her like, oh, she's the cold. With the, yes. She's like, you try to stretch now, you're going to break your arms off. So don't even try. <laughs> that was so, yeah, so, such a good, I, yeah. I mean, it's the Fantastic Four without the Fantastic Four. Yeah. Like uh, the whole Dash and Violet thing was cracking me up i mean they always usually do mm-hmm. but like i really enjoyed violet's turn on this take on this movie because before she was the i don't want to be a superhero and he's like she kind of does but now the boy thing and she's just all pissed yeah and then oh the dad incredible mr credible he bob cracks me the fuck up i still to this day in my brain since i saw that this last week um and the trailer doesn't really do it justice but the Come on, num num, that num was num cookie. Hilarious, right? And like, because Frozo shows up and he's like freaking out, unsure, and like Bob is so worn out, but he's like so practiced that just like he's instantly he's like, come on, come on, cookie, I know you want it, like right. It, it's that weird, and it's a, uh, and the fact that he was able to get the voice acting from Craig. T- I mean, Craig T. Nelson's a good actor, yeah, but like. It's he sounds exhausted. Yeah, because you guys haven't seen that part of the trailer. It's when Jack Jack teleports yes. into like another dimension, and the only way that he can get him to come back and pop into with our cookies. reality is by tempting him with a, a cookie. cookie. And and here's the thing: is that the trailer is funny, but watching it in in the order that it was meant to be seen, it makes it's just so much more funnier than it is in the trailer. And I can't. <laughs> and I've not seen a lot of times in movies where I've seen that. You know what I mean? Where I just you go saw like, the joke already, but then you watch it in theaters. Right, and I'm like, like laughing God damn, that's off. just so funny. Like even think about now, I'm like, I'm smiling because it's just so. Um, uh, I'm cookie. Come on, <laughs> just so 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 good. The desperation oh, in his voice, and and also okay. My wife is a teacher, and the whole thing like we've had that argument about Common Core. <laughs> yeah, and I don't have kids. Math is math. <laughs> math is math. Math is math. You don't change math. Well, Dad, they do now. They do it this way. How? Why would they do that? Why would they change math? It's a very, I mean, yeah. It, it's Jack. Jack does steal the show. I will say, in my opinion, uh, he not in a bad way. He completely steals the show. Like anytime he's on the screen, the, the movie's just alive. Yeah, it's great, and and it's just it's just gold. Uh, I I mean, it, it it's such a weird thing. And as a matter of fact, I wonder the dynamic. Now that they all know that Jack-Jack has those powers, I would love to see the Incredibles dynamic with baby Jack-Jack. Yeah. Because that's going to be some freaky-ass shit. I mean, it's if like... If they ever do a, uh, another story, they should probably they should. do a time jump. Because I feel uh, like they continued and wrapped up kind of like the arc. Oops. Nope, the arc of good. the first and second. Yeah. Parenting, um, coming to your powers, a little bit of like political friction, you yeah. know, c- cultural divides. And then I feel like... Next is, okay, what's happening? Like, how does this progress in the future? Because you got these kids and they're going to grow up. What's going to be like when their parents are older, maybe can't help out as much or something? Right. Well, and I mean, that's kind of the one of the things in the movie. That would up pretty nicely, actually. The kids taking yeah. care of the parents. Oh, that would be... Oh, man. See, that's... I love that. <laughs> well, and, and I mean, look, you, you go after life experience when you're a director. And Brad Bird, I feel, does that. Like, mm-hmm. like he loved growing up in the 50s and The Iron Giant, which is a fantastic movie. You feel it. You feel it. Like, like 
I there's a part of me that would not want to live in the fifties, but he makes it so charming and so it's it's Norman Rockwell esque. Yeah, and, and it, you get that feeling with the Incredibles also. Oh well, more sixty um, maybe, but yeah. Uh, like retro. Let's talk about uh, the Outer Limits and Johnny Quest. Yeah, which was really fucking cool. But um, oh, you mean because there? Was, I knew it. He had clips from them in the in the movie. Yeah, on the TV. And right. I was like, oh, that's such a Brad Bird thing to put in there. Oh, it is. But then it makes me go, so wait, are they in like a weird hyperlized version of the 60s? 60s? The or technology's is it... super advanced, but everything looks like it's old fashioned. Well, remember Dick Tracy? It's like the 20s and 30s, but it's mm-hmm. like they have the wristwatch radios and the, the TVs on them yeah. and whatever. And it's cool. But then now we, we look at the I, Apple Watch and you're just like, well. This is a computer on my wrist. This is a computer on my wrist. <laughs> and I kind of does tv not it doesn't look great that's weird could you watch a video on an apple watch i that's a good okay i really don't know i'm assuming yeah. you can but it's it's gonna be shitty yeah i i know yeah you're looking this at is it great oh yeah well that's the thing is like if you really look at the way it looks on a drawn arm it looks cool but then when you have to do it in reality you're just like that honker ha- it has to be a honking huge watch yeah so you can go Oh, that's very clearly the outline of your face there, big bad boy Caprice or whatever. <laughs> fuck your name is, Al Capone. Fuck your name is. <laughs> what the fuck your name is? <laughs> I wanted to say Al Capone and I meant I, I, I really meant to say um Al Pacino. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry. Uh God, that's a great movie, by the way. I think that's a great it holds up well. Which one? Uh Dick Tracy. If you ever get a haven't seen cool. it in a while. I feel like I watched it when I was a kid. I haven't seen it in a long yeah, time. Yeah, I watched it probably I think Netflix had it, but right before Disney had their big thing with Netflix where they almost took everything off and then they put everything back in. But I don't think Dick Tracy's still on there now, but I watched it then because it came up. I was like, oh, fuck, Duck, Dick, Duck, Duck Tracy. Um, <laughs> Take a drink. All right, that's right. Take a drink. Not, not the classic Warner Brothers cartoon either. It's that uh, Warren Beatty film, Beatty, Beatty, Booty. <laughs> but no, yeah, I it's a good it's a good movie. Um, I can't remember the girl. She passed away this last year. The girl who plays in that she was in Dirty Ron Scoundrels and uh, Mr. Holland's Opus. Mm-hmm. Wonderful actress. I can't think of her name, but she is Dick Tracy's love interest in that. Nice. She's really good. Uh, the kid from uh, Can't Hardly Wait, Charlie mm-hmm. Cosmo. He's in Hook. <laughs> that was one of his other big movies when he was a kid. Yeah. And then he shows up, then he then he quit to go to MIT and become a Republican. Mm. Oh, well. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. <laughs> so close. That was a wild yet, ride. Yeah, it was. <laughs> and then uh and then he came back and did Can't Hardly Wait, because he's like, you know what, I think I can handle the workload and do a movie and get back into it. And he's one of the best parts of that movie, is yeah. Can't Hardly Wait. Um Incredibles too. <laughs> Incredibles too. <laughs> See, I, I did. You think we would get this far off the beaten path? Because when I, I said didn't. that, I'm impressed. Did, are you see? Yeah, I I aim to please and surprise all at the same time. <laughs> he is, I didn't say I was pleased. Well, Bob, you're not. <laughs> A sad thing is, um, or Rick Dicker, the original guy, Bud Lucky, passed away. I could tell. Yeah. Um, well, I didn't know this. He was the original voice of Eeyore. Oh, dude. And he's done Eeyore the whole time. Yeah. Up until, so when you watch the trailer for Christopher Robin. I mean, I guess I didn't assume that the person passed away, but I was like, so strange. I feel like everyone's voices are the same, but his. I can't think of the guy who did the original voice of Winnie the Pooh, but Jim Cummings does a really good, oh, bother. He does that. Mm-hmm. I can't think of, he was also the voice of Ka. Um, I, the oh, name's drawn yeah. blank on me too. Oh, not completely full. 
oh, it's a boy man cub. I can't, I can't do it. It's hard. That's it, it is hard. Of all the impressions like I can do, mm, oh bother. I I have hints of it, and if I just worked on, it, I could probably get it. But, I feel like if I tried, my throat would vibrate weird, and it would tickle, and I'd have to stop because there's just a certain just to, like you raspy. Have to fight through it. No, you have to fight through it. Yeah, it's like Ugh. no. But he, now here's the fun fact: the guy who does that also voices Darkwing Duck. I am the terror that flaps. He's also the voice of Bonkers. Wow. And P- Lucky Piquel. Boom. Just dropped some voice acting knowledge, Bob. Uh, boy, boy, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> Take you a Bob. drink. Uh, uh, you've been bobbed. Uh, you know what? I'm going to make a shirt and it says you've been bobbed. Uh, no one will get that. It'll be great. Uh, uh, in the back. It's on the front. On the back, it says take a drink. You know it, Bob. <laughs> the good, the bad, and the geeky. No, but Jim Cummings and other weird fun fact for you. Uh, if, if you like Disney films, The Lion King, he is the singing voice of Scar, but for only one part. Yeah. Be prepared, obviously. I'm thinking, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there's the part where you won't get a sniff without me. Bum, 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 bum. It's great. That will soon be connected. Or no, no, no. Fuck, fuck, fuck. Anyway, it, it, it leads up into the finale of the song. Tenacity spanning, decades mm. of denial is simply wild. That's Jim Cummings. What happened was Jeremy Irons got really sick, and it's the last thing they had to record for Scar. And he's just like, I'm not coming in. I'm done. Wow. And so he's like, like, someone do a Jeremy Irons. Well, right. And so they got, and that's why if you hear it, it's different enough, but because you're so, the song is so good, and Jeremy Mm -hmm. Irons, like everything's so good about that. Like if you hear it now, you can go, oh yeah, that's a different guy singing. But if not, you can't really tell. Good for them. That movie's like the Excalibur of movies. It's just like, man, was this forged in a dying star? It caught it you. Really, it really <laughs> is. Like, it, and then sadly, Disney's like, let's take a scene, any scene from that movie, and replicate it in every other movie, kinda, which yeah. made me sad. Like, uh, every movie has a stampede up until I think Lilo and Stitch. Every fucking movie. Like it worked well last time. Let's add a bam, a baboon. Whatever I just said, oh, stampede and, and Tarzan. Tarzan. And you're like Jesus uh, Christ. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Mulan. There's a lot. Mulan. Oh God. Yeah, it's the uh, the army. Yeah, stampede. I'm like Jesus. We and they're always coming over a hill. <sighs> At least Tarzan. It's like we're on v- vines. We're on vines. We're on vines. <laughs> we're all on vines right, now. We're on vines. And that doesn't look as bad, but it does follow the same. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. And that relates to the Incredibles because Jack Jack comes over a hill playing Mozart and it pisses him off and (laughs) (laughs) so so that's a half truth half lie and I didn't know this someone pointed this out to me during Jack Jack attack the thing that sets him off is she plays baby Mozart and Jack Jack loses his shit oh and that's when the power start really kicking into overgear because Edna plays it doesn't she for him and well that's what she says and so that's like a little ha 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 did you watch the baby that's a callback if you're if you are so inclined, I was just like, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. but that's oh, and can we talk about Edna? Damn, damn, <laughs> fucking dear God. Yeah. If you had to tell me that I would want to see a movie of just her babysitting him, I would say you're full of shit. That'd be horrible. I feel like they would stuff a message down at the end of the movie, and I'd hate it. It's like one of those odd couple situations God, that works well together. Yes, but yes, yeah. I mean. I really, I thought, okay, me mm-hmm. trying to guess ahead would go, oh, when they comes back, they'll probably, it'll probably be something like that. But it's, it's really like she doesn't love the kid though. 
Yeah, she's just like about the fashion or something, but then... Right, but she genuinely loved that kid. I'm like, I did not really see that coming. Because, and I, and I did say, and my wife kind of agreed with me, we do think that her in with the kid is that he has so many powers. Think of what I can do. Yeah. And then she really cared about the kid after. Like, that wasn't, I was like, that's still acceptable because <laughs> that's that's her character. Yeah. Um, she grew as a character. Oh, what? right. Well, right. And because uh, at some point she does care about Bob and, and, and all of them. You yeah. know what I mean? But at what point did that happen? <laughs> you know what I mean? Because before... Uh, yeah, and also, why is it every time it's she's always? I mean, I know she's short, but why don't you just get a thing that's lower so you can? <laughs> just, Hello, Robert. Maybe the like webcam setup is too stylish for her to mess with, so she's like, "I'll just lean into the camera again." I just lean into the camera, darling. I, I don't have time to deal with that. And and, then, and then she and Jack Jack following, like mimicking her. That was the best. Oh my god, that's because that and they never really brought that up again, really. Which made me super excited too, because I was like, "Is that going to come back at the end?" And they never did. I was like, "That's great." Jack Jack's uh, powers could always be a surprise, which I think was like to their benefit. Oh yeah, story wise. And then also when I when it first came out, I almost thought they did a retcon because when he, when he's discovering Jack Jack had powers, mm-hmm. I was like, "Wait, I mean, he did a lot of stuff at the end. Are they going to go back and like say that that didn't happen?" And I realized if you watch the movie. Everything that that happens that they witness happens like fifty to hundred feet, like in, hundreds of feet in the air. Right, and, and then think, he fa- and then he falls, and he's a normal baby. Yeah, and this takes place right after that, so it is totally conceivable that after oh. their house was destroyed, and they couldn't like look at the evidence. Yeah, they're just like, oh, we got our baby back. Right, and matter of fact, I think one of the things was right before he flings her up there, she's like, "What's happening up there? I don't know." Yeah, throw me, Bob. All right, and then she wings him up, or wing he wings her up. Yeah, I'm, and I'm just like. Oh, yeah. How did you not mess this up at all? Like, connects and there's continuity. Oh, God. It's because it took them 14 years, by the way. That's, oh, that's right. Yeah, it took them 14. Never mind. Question answered. By the way, and you're showing, where, where did you see, this is Ohio Talk, so I apologize. Where did you see the movie at, if you don't mind me asking? Carriage Place near my house on Bethel. Bethel. We saw it at Marcus. Uh, Marcus, Marcus at uh, 23. The yep. It is really good. I will say, uh, and we've said this before, um, so I won't go too long, but the audience level, like on opening weekend, it's kind of more tame. Like Lennox, for some reason, gets the more super nerdied out. And then I'm not talking about like rude about it. Like fun. Like it's almost like a Broadway show. They yeah. laugh when they laugh. I like how I clapped when I did that. <laughs> Take a drink, everybody. <laughs> they laugh when they laugh. They clap when they clap. It's like you're going to like a live show. And it adds to the fun of what you're seeing. Yeah, it's like and, a group activity yeah. more. Incredibles 2, we were just like, you know, we're going to go to Marcus and watch it uh, just because it's just more comfortable there. And I do like the theater a little bit more when it's 2D. Mm-hmm. So we saw it. And um, right before the movie, before the short, which is weird, and we should probably talk about that too. Oh, Yeah. They showed a thing that's like, 14 years, 14 years. Yep, it's been 14 years, people. And then Samuel Jack's like, why the heck did they wait 14 years? We hope you enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah, did they show that for you guys too? Yeah. Okay, okay. I was just making sure. I'm like, you know. It's worth saying. It, it is that's worth saying. so weird. Yeah. In, I don't know, the modern age. Just like, no, this is a direct sequel. That is true. I mean, it's not like uh, Weekend at Bernie's 2, which took, like, what, eight years to make? And then it comes, or Gremlins 2. You know what I mean, and or it also feels like there's there's sequels like Dumb and Dumber, or where you're just like, okay, this has this is a long time, but it's because they're just like, eh, we'll make money. 
Right. This feels like it's actually a sequel. They're interested in making it like a good oh, addition yeah. to the story. And it's not just like, remember that movie you liked? Hey, kid. Hey, yeah, you. There's a two on it. There's a two. <laughs> hey there, Missy. You want a bright, shiny new two? We have old characters, new, new situations. Instead of turning left, they now turn right. And they have feelings about that right turn. Hmm? Hmm? You Tune want? in to find out. Tune in to find out. Also, there's a hint for a trailer of the third movie. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, Did you stick around for the credits? What are you saying? I, no, no, I watched on. a good chunk of it, and they didn't did, have any the first time. Okay, so did you have, did you hear the theme songs to all the characters? Oh, that they referenced in the movie? No. Yes. That's, that's a good idea. That's they, they really can't. the only Easter egg they have, mm-hmm. but it's still really fucking, like, Frozone is like fucking Shaft. <laughs> it's, of course. It's so, it's so good. Like, yeah. Like, I'm going like, God damn it, this is, they actually did this. Fuck. Yes. <laughs> no, I got to get the soundtrack. I, I kind of do. Well, first off, it's Mike, Michael Giacano. Giacchino. I say it, he's doing a lot of stuff and it's good stuff. And it's great stuff. Um, and I still think his soundtrack to Cloverfield is one of the best monster film soundtracks ever. Because the dude, it made me mad that, that. Uh, legendary didn't go to him for Godzilla because when I listen to that I just hear Godzilla yeah. and I just go God I would have loved to seen that theme in Godzilla he's, a talented yeah, he's dude. such a good dude um, and he loves the puns big fan of the puns oh and his titles every title like because at first I thought it was just a Lost thing because he did the, the, the music for Lost oh, okay and then I then when you because then the next big movie he did after that I think was Ratatouille on top of Incredibles Ratatouille and then the Star Trek movies what like resume yeah yeah, <laughs> but like all those movies, though, all the the titles are, have silly puns in them, and I'm going like, nope, nope, that's just him. Good, yep. good for him. That's awesome. But that's a fun Easter egg. Uh, but, 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 what else was I going to say about The Incredibles two? The the bad guy. What do we think of? I mean, Evelyn, but mm-hmm. but the the screen slaver. What do we think of that? I thought it was great. I did. Too. I thought it was a, a type of villain I wouldn't have really thought of myself. Yeah. So, of course, I think it's clever because I didn't think of it. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but just like a dynamic villain that you're you're curious about what all they can do. Because, I don't know, I guess the first time they were mostly, their powers were used against them to, I guess, self-sabotage. They were working unknowingly on making this robot, this killer robot, better at killing supers. Right. So it would be a threat. And this one, it's just like, oh, no, this time you're literally the weapon. Like, any of you. Like, as much as some of it was predictable as far as the twist, mm-hmm. I was really excited 75% through the movie because I was like, I don't know what the heck's going to happen. Like, all the supers are brainwashed. Yeah. And the kids are alone. And I'm like, this is definitely different, like, a oh, step further from the, the last The moment one. it got to that point, I was like, I have no idea what the fuck's going to happen. Like, I know it's probably going to work out. Sure. But I don't know. I, I don't know how. I just know Jack-Jack's going to be involved. Somehow. I actually thought they would do something where they fire him like a laser. And that's how they save the day. But that's... I don't think that's what happened. I mean, no, it did... When I was watching it, I was like, I don't think this is going to happen. I like being... I mean, I love being surprised. Yeah. Um, Now, I will say, also like you, this is where my brain went. And I was surprised they didn't do it. When they do the flashback, because... Uh, Winston and Evelyn, their father was a philanthropist who really supported the supers. And this is how, um, tying it back to what I said about Gazer Beam, they had two superheroes in particular 
um, Gazer Beam, and I forget the other one. It was a guy something with, with fire. Something with fire, and I think he had like the lightning bolt or something in his head, or mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, he's one of the ones, they were both ones who got killed, I think. In I the, like that it was cool they referenced ones that were, well, they were referenced in the first movie. movie. And they're like, yeah. also, other things that they happen, because these are characters who live full lives, you know. Right. There are other stories that happened about them. Yeah. Well, they have a, uh, he had a, like, right after the law got passed and there was no more supers. I th- Actually, it was a few years after that, someone broke into the house and killed him. But in the burglary flashback, there are two people. And I was just like, was it Winston and Evelyn? They killed their parents? Right. Whoa. Well, I was like. That would have been crazy. Right. And I was like, oh, they're, that's why I was like, they're both the bad guys. Oh, well, maybe not. Maybe not. I think it's going to, it's definitely Winston though. And then it's Evelyn. And then she says that line. I'm like, it, it could still be, that's what I'm saying. The movie was throwing me off the whole time, even though I pretty much knew it was both or one of them. Yeah. And I was just, I was just so pleasantly surprised by that. But like that was my brain trying to do that like for a half second. And then I was like. Well, I'm, like, I'm glad we're doing spoilers because this is oh, yeah. ruining a lot of things. But did you see um, did you see the little wink nod to possible plot for third one? I feel like there's a few. Possib- possibly. Which one are you I hope to goodness about? it was a red heron because that would... I mean, Brad Bird, I trust you with a lot of things, but yes, that I would do. be scary. The wink nod that I saw was they get Winston to help them defeat his sister and send her to jail. And first, um, <gasps> first oh. Violet is like... She's rich. She's not even going to serve that much time, probably. And then um, the Winston kind of like slinks off, and I think it's Bob. He's like, I think we're going to see that guy again. <laughs> oh, I know. You're, yes. Like, he's uh, just like, everyone knows she's going to get out, Dad. And he's, and he's just like, right, Mr. Mister Dever? Yeah. Well, you know, let's just not da 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 Like, he pushes her off, shoves her off. And, yeah. And, no, I thought that, too. And I was just like, wait, is, is he still the best? No. But I, I, I really... Now, here's the thing. The part of me that really I hopes he doesn't make him a bad guy in the third one, if mm-hmm. it is a wink, and then I'll be sad because it is, but then I'll still be excited because it's Brad Bird, and he'll probably fucking knock it out of the park, was that my brain was that it's family. And you That's what I was just family. thinking. Like, maybe he doesn't necessarily turn evil, but he does try to get his, like, sister out well, and it, thinks she's got, he's got her under control. Maybe she messes something else up. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but also, I actually felt real fear during the end... And again, I believe, like, when I watch a story, if you can get me in, uh, engaged enough that I can suspend disbelief that, A, it's a Disney movie. Yeah. B, it's a anime movie, which usually means it's a family movie. If you can have me suspend disbelief enough, you got me. And yeah. Grant, it's also easy for me, too, because if you the story's good, I'm going to get sucked in. Yeah. But the scene with uh, the pizza guy as Screenslaver and Elastigirl and that close... Oh my fight. goodness, that, that was so dynamic. It, was, and it scared the shit out of me because I yeah. was like, she's getting the shit kicked out of her. It was not an easy fight. It was not so an it easy was fight. Thrilling. It it was. And now granted, I do feel bad for the people who have epilepsy <laughs> and got So a, far I've heard there's no actual cases of something going wrong, but a lot of people were like, Hey, this is clearly a risk. You right. Know, you should you put look into this at the beginning. But so yeah, I I too am glad that nothing has happened from that. But like I remember watching that, I was like don't look, don't don't look at it. Don't look like. And also, it's it's literally a boxed cage. It's a cage match. I mean, I'm not not like a ooh fun WWE superhero cage match. It's and a that's tiny why I box. felt fear for her because I was right. like, this is a really well thought out plan. Like, it, it how was. are you gonna get out of this? Oh, right. And but I mean, the great thing is too is that and it, Bird doesn't do what normal today. 
Well, the the Russo brothers don't do this, but I feel like other action movies, like Christopher Nolan was kind of a victim of this. They do the Michael Bay stuff where it's like constantly on your face close mm -hmm. and you, it's hard to tell what's going on. Or it's a shaky cam, which and certain parts in like little abounds can be thrilling. It can add to it, but right. it can definitely be too much where you're like, what is happening? I don't know the stakes. Right. But this felt very close quarters with all the camera shots, very planned, very methodical that... It felt very, even though it felt like you were in there with them, and that's what made it. I mean, it was. I was enthralled, yeah, and terrified. I, I did not think I'd. Well, and you know what? Something that I don't feel like the, the Marvel movies are excellent, yeah. but I think most of what they they haven't gotten too creative with like weaknesses. I think with with the heroes, the heroes, because that's what made it interesting in this one for me was like multiple times they had devised ways to like counter. Oh yeah, the powers. So like. One, when she was, like, uh, restricted, you know, not being able to stretch as much. The other time, when she's in the fight in that close proximity and he's, like, zapping her limbs and she's slowly losing them. They're going limp. And right. she's unable to use them. That ups the ante, you know? It's not just like, oh, she'll stretch out of it. And it's not something, too, where she has plenty of room to whatever. You know what I mean? Like, it, it's... And that's out. That's before the cage and then after the cage, too. And, and in the cage. It's all before that. It's all that whole sequence. She's just getting her ass kicked. Yeah. And it's it's kind of intense because you're just like, well, she's elastic girl. Like she gives Bob she gives Bob Parr, aka Mr. Incredible, he, she can take his shit. Yeah. Jesus. You know what I mean? And she can she, she you know, it's it's that joke, it's that line from uh, uh almost famous. Well, I know when my old lady tells me to snap too. Like that to me is a relationship, but a little bit more bickering probably, but she doesn't take his shit. Yeah. And and then, yeah, because then she can do that clever, sexy thing. He's like, you must be more flexible. flexible. Yeah. And yeah, Helen Parr's the shit. She is. And you're just like, Jesus. And then you're watching this. You're going like, oh, my God. And and the other thing is, too, is it's fully deserved. Fully deserved. It's well-earned, that that fear, I feel, because mm -hmm. you care about the character. Weird, another Inception. Uh, the new Ninja Turtle movie, the first one. The, yeah, first new one. When they kick the shit out of Splinter. Mm-hmm. I started to cry because it's a brutal, like Shredder's beating the fuck out of this old rat. And I started to tear up and then I got mad because I was like, but why do I, I'm watching, I'm like trying to internalize, like, why, why am I sad? Like that, that rat's a shitty character. Like this movie hasn't earned this. Yeah. Like you're getting my nostalgia for what I love of the character, that the character exists. Didn't actually or organically like, you make didn't, it happen. Right. And then also there were plot problems, which is. Um, which I found out later, which is like they're getting shot. Oh, they're getting shot with. Raph got shot with bullets at the beginning of the movie. They bounced off, but then Donatello gets hit with like a fucking dart. <laughs> no bullets, just darts. What? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry that that's another conversation. I'm gonna reel it in, everybody. Um, matter of <laughs> fact, if you know that I brought up turtles, you should already have a few drinks in you again. You should be really fucked up right like, now. Oh, here we go. Right. But, but I mean, that's a good example of not earning that feeling. And like, they totally fucking earn it. Like, because you, I mean, granted, it does help if you've seen the first one, but like the idea that she knows what she's doing is wrong. You know what I mean? It's against mm -hmm. the law. Yeah. But it's for her kids. It's kind of the discussion, like that it could be. I say this lightly, parallel to things that are happening today. Yeah. Like, do I arrest that family who, you know, or... Oh, I loved it. I thought it was so oh, bold I liked for them it. to comment on, you know, like, the place of government, the place of like, oh, yeah. what uh, a citizen is called to do, what they, sh you know, 
should hand off because mm-hmm. that's super relevant right now. Being like, uh, yes, it is. What our government's doing and uh, dismantling some of its own. <laughs> Why is fucking Disney and Pixar of all the ones because they did that shit in Zootopia? Yeah, God bold. damn, right. I remember there was a theater full of kids and we were my wife and I were watching that. Mm-hmm. We were the all the adults were laughing and then like getting ooh. The only thing that the kids found funny was the was the Godfather reference <laughs> because they the voice sounded funny. Yeah, that was it. They, they, everything else was a little bit too, like, you know, the adults are getting the Breaking Bad reference. They're getting like, but, and then- I need to buy that movie. It's a, it's a damn good movie. My wife, she likes, I got her to be a nerd a Mm. little bit about movies, but like, it's a good sign when she goes, have you got Zootopia yet? Yes, man. Yes, I I do. (laughs) I want them to have my money. Yes. (laughs) Please shut up and take my money. Well, you know, I especially like about the Incredible films and Incredible Two is that yeah. they do comment on real social and cultural issues mm-hmm. and like political differences. I've heard people online, especially, complain because they thought like this: the moral of the movie seems a little iffy. It sounds a little like right to like right to rule type stuff, like might makes right. And I'm like, I don't think the movie's actually sending. There's so much inside their own family. There's so much infighting and disagreement about how to do things. Oh, that yeah. it's not pushing an agenda. It's saying literally, like, even if you're a superhero, you don't know what to do sometimes. It's hard to know what the right thing is. And work and and also working together is better than not working together. Yeah. It's is I mean, that's kind of a holdover from the first movie. But I mean, in particular here, it's it's like I mean, Dash and Violet are a perfect example of they've been through the shit in the first movie. They still just don't want to work together. Because <laughs> they're fighting over who watches Jack Jack. Yeah. And to them, that's such a, a a bore. And then they lose Jack-Jack at the end because Jack-Jack is fucking crazy yeah. and has awesome powers, but he's he, he's out of control, you know? And then, and it's like, I miss one of the best parts is like, Dash genuinely does not mean to lose Jack-Jack. And then he's like using, he's can't find him. Like, he's kind of like, uh, I guess I'll just keep moving. And, and then him and Violet have to work together to save their parents and... And all that, which is really just a lot of fun. And they don't want to work together, though. Even though, yeah. well, yeah, and grand, that's the fun of brother and sibling rivalry and all, rivalry and all that stuff. But, um, but no, you're 100 percent right. And I, I love that. I love all the little things they do with that. Um, so the characters all seem like they have opinions that make sense for them. Oh yeah, you know, like pitting. Basically, brother against for sister with the mm-hmm. Devers. Yep. And then the Pars, obviously not agreeing, but working together when they have to, especially in a crisis. You know, like... Well, the dad, the whole movie, he kind of fails every step of the way. Yeah. Well, so I heard complaints about that, too. Like, like what? it relied to... I, sometimes I hate the internet because oh, you can be, like, right. so pleased with something. And someone just, like, picks, like, the worst, like, hot take, trying to just be sassy about it and, like, make a point. But they're complaining because they thought it might be leaning too heavily, like, on the Mr. Mom angle, like... Oh, men can't, you know, take care of kids. And I'm like, again, don't think the film's saying that in the slightest. He was a person who went out to work when he had a stay-at-home mom. He wasn't used to it. He struggled, but he figured it out. And that was one of the most heartwarming parts for me was like, he's like, one, frustrated and a little jealous of his wife. Yes. Two. Was it the scene where he's in bed talking to himself? Yes. Yes. But he sticks with it. Yes. And you know what? He figures out he can still be headstrong about learning how to like take care of his kids, and he does it. And like that was like he, the most like father pro father message I could have seen. Well, and th- um, this is being a little heavy handed here, but like all dads are Mister Incredible, all moms are Mrs. Incredible. 
but like he shows you why he's incredible and it's the most unsuperheroic thing ever and he's actually it doesn't start off that way like as you, it's yeah it's that i love that scene you're right 100% right because it made me it wasn't the end of that sequence per se you know what i mean the scene where he keeps helping the kids it was him going being mad it's like of course you can do whatever i i mean i could have been called out he's just also pissed off and been there been there sometimes kind of, you got to fake it till you make it kind, and that's yeah. okay and then he 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 realizes what time it is and he's like he, and they don't i don't think he says it but he's just like School's going to start soon. My son doesn't have his homework done. And he's pissed off about itself. So he goes over, picks up the book, and he fucking learns how to do the math. And you're just going like, Jesus. Yeah. Fuck A. Yeah. That was great. It is. And then, he, and then he got them off to school okay and just had a – well, I think Violet had some issues, right? I think that was – Yeah. Yeah. yeah still but, at odds. But. But, but still, like, he's starting to pick up what he's doing wrong. And, of course, the joke is, is that – Dad, they're teaching me something. They're teaching me fractions. What? <laughs> like you know? <laughs> yeah. And so then, so then, and that's the kind of the thing is that you have to keep being super. You just can't do that one thing, which is cool too. But yeah, that's a great scene. Like I expected that at the end of that scene where he kind of somehow fumbles his way through it, and then he's like, "Dad, they're teaching us fractions," and then he does it again, and then he's like, has that feel good moment. No, they put that like. I don't know. It was so... I fucking loved it. it yeah, it was well... I think it was way, well paced, too. Yeah. Like, it wasn't... The point wasn't, oh, he's inept. It's like, no, this is hard. It is hard. But if you're a parent and it's your job, you make it happen. You make it happen. You're Mr. Right. Incredible, you know? You, yeah, yeah. What else is... I mean, Samuel Jackson is... He's fantastic. I always mean, great. Always great. I don't... Yeah. I think... And I'm glad he got to be in this more than the first one. I did, too. Yeah. Well, you got in the sense of the first one that he's a friend... Yeah, but but like kind of distance, but except for Bob, with Bob, he wasn't because like they live in some, else, like they live in a suburban area. He kind of lives in the city, right? Right. Yeah. So it's an it's so a they hang out once in a while, but or they bowl every <laughs> bowl. They bowl. Every week. <laughs> and I like that they called that that too. She's like, you know, I gave my husband crap for this. He was a week about a month ago, sitting at home scanning for police whatever I'm such and, a hypocrite I'm such a hypocrite <laughs> and, and you know and it's just such a but that's but that's honesty and and you know helen is smart enough and powerful enough to fucking admit that you know what i mean bob sure shit ain't yeah <laughs> you know what i mean like or that's that's his journey is trying to admit that he he's weak sometimes when he he needs to not yeah but i love samuel jackson he was so good and the fact that he was in it more. And it also, it, it made you feel even more so that they were good friends. Not just like an old friend from the day kind of thing, but like they're really just, just... Here's yeah. the thing. I really can't find a lot of bad things to say about this movie. Like, I think... But do we want to try? Because <laughs> yes, I mean, because yes. I... You know, please do, sir. Because I, I just have the void problem. Yeah. And that's kind of... The whole part I'm watching, I was like, now, Grant counterpoint to mm-hmm. my own argument sorry yeah i'm so sorry you're good is that the only people that saw that power really and knew who it was and how it worked was uh violet and helen mm-hmm. and but still violet's there on the ship sorry that was my only but sorry what issues did you have with the movie because i'm kind of coming up a little i think objectively it might be as good as the first one mm-hmm. oh yeah just yeah looking at it i think the only thing people could complain about if you, yeah, we gotta complain about something, right? We Jesus. can't just enjoy it. Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing: we might complain about. I thoroughly love that movie. Yeah. I would gladly pay 15 bucks to see it again. I mean, 
money's tight for me, but I would still put money down if I if there weren't other stuff coming. That's that's how good I enjoyed it. Yeah, but I'm gonna see it again. But yeah, what what other what so if we're have? gonna complain and people have, it would be that basically the second one's different and that it's not as an emotional film, which I think Brad Bird's acknowledged. It's more of an action summer movie than the first one was. Yes, yeah, I'll agree with that. So if I'm gonna complain about that, I would say that because there's at least there's three or four scenes. Separate scenes in Incredibles 1 that are just like mm-hmm. top Pixar. Like the scene where Helen explains to her kids that threats are real and that they can't On trust. On the plane, right? That some adults will hurt you and you can't yes. trust them. Yep. Yep. Well, yeah, the plane, period. Her <laughs> avoiding the missiles and trying to protect her kids. Then the talk she has with them on like the beach. Oh, it's the beach. Sorry. Yeah. And when, <laughs> when Helen finds Bob and she's... He's just excited to see her, and she's so angry, mm-hmm. and he's just like, "I don't care. You can punch me. Like, I'm yeah, just so glad to see you." And when he admits that he, you know, he's not strong enough to risk it, like his family, like, yeah, he can't even consider them being in, in danger because it's already, he's already had, been through that once and it broke him. Yeah. So like those couple of scenes for me are like some top Pixar Disney, and so that's the only thing if you're measuring it against that. This one's more of like. I, I'll agree with that. Like a feel-good popcorn film. I'll also throw in there, too, for uh, it's kind of on top of that, it's kind of built on that, is the scene where Syndrome and Mirage go in there and they're taunting to blow up the plane. I mean, I guess it's tied to the whole plane scene, but with Bob, Bob's end of it, which is, then he grabs her and he's like, I'll break her. Oh, and, man. And he's like, and then, and, and thing is, too, is that in Mad Props to Jason Lee, he was good. He was good. I mean, I like Jason Lee in general. I feel like he sometimes doesn't get a fair shake because it's like, oh, you're the dude who did Earl and the Kevin Smith movies. Yeah. But he was good in those. Like he did, was it, is it uh, Banksy? No, Banky? Banky in Chasing Amy, which oh. it's a very, I mean, that's a kind of a deep role for a Kevin Smith movie. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, just that, I mean, the animation too, where he's just is like, like, do it. Yeah. <laughs> and, so... and, and it's like a weird little snarl, like, I want to see you do it. Yeah. And and you can just see his rage and anger and then he's just and my uh, my take is is that Helen would never ask Helen would never want me to do this. I that's my thing and then and then he just is sad yeah. and then he just lets her go. And like he's defeated. Defeated in the worst way. Like just all across the board defeated. Like he can't even avenge his wife and kids. Yeah. Kind of thing. And 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 sometimes I think it's because of the principle of it too. You know what I mean? And I'm, God damn it, such a good. So, <laughs> no. so you're 100% right. Like that whole thing is just really, and compared to this movie, we have the homework scene. <laughs> yeah, we have, you know, struggling to be a good parent. Yeah. And the fight as, scene. I'm not as emotionally involved, involved, but the whole like finding out Evelyn, like, I don't know, hearing her do a little bit of exposition was really satisfying to me. Yeah. Because she was just a really competent bad guy. She was. And you're just like, I'm scared of you because you know what you're doing. Well, she's a strong woman, Mm -hmm. too. And I think, I mean, let's be honest. We don't see a lot of them, sadly, in film, like this caliber. I mean, we do, but we don't. Yeah. Um, The Bechdel test. Especially because, like, I feel like in a lot of these other, like, big budget movies, you get um, female strength and just, like, this one's a ninja. Not really, like, this one is, like, legitimately clever, has their own interesting motivations. It's just, like, she can punch, too. Like, that's not interesting. Right. Evelyn Dever is scary and intelligent and like also charming. So you're like, I like you too, but you're right. Bad. Like that's the thing too, is you're watching the scenes with her at the party and, and it's her and Helen having a conversation 
And like that was amazing. They're literally it, just having drinks and talking. Two women like hanging out, and and they're equals in a way too. Because that's the thing, people. I Helen is technically savvy, technology savvy. Technically, oh yeah, technically, yeah. She can like fly. It's that's the she that's can fly in, like anything. She can't. Okay. By the way, isn't the Mohawk a type of uh, a motorcycle, or is, is she it? literally meaning a motor a Mohawk? I thought she meant literally a mohawk. Because so my my nerd brain goes, I swear to God, it was a type of like a, a bike. But at the same time, I was like, no, I think she means the hairstyle. I I just don't know. I I I mean, it's probably the hairstyle. Yeah. But but I, there's a part of me because it would she could have. It wouldn't surprise me. She had fucking both. I mean, she was um. She's badass. You could tell there's clips. Well, there's clips of her from the first one where she's just like super like outgoing personality, like confident in herself. So you're like, I bet she had like some wild times. Well, and there's that great shot too. And I, I love it every time. And I, there's a sentimentality to it and they don't focus on it, but it, it just, you ache for a little bit, which is when, before she gets on the plane, she picks up the phone and calls her, her pilot friend. And there's a photo. It's a very young Helen looking like Amelia Earhart going like a little nerdy kid with the pilot friend. And and I love that scene where she's just looking at it. And it's just, there's the weirdest bit of emotion I get every time. And that's it's just damn good filmmaking. Like, it's good at making you understand that there's like these, it's a full story. Yeah. Yeah. You know? So now we're talking about what's great about them again. Yeah. What, what other, what other, what other complaints could we throw out there um, um, regarding the lack of heart, which is kind which is very true. Yeah. I mean, you could say I mean, this is a stretch. You could say Evelyn getting the shit kicked out of her, not Evelyn, sorry. Uh, Helen getting the shit kicked out of her by the pizza boy was kind of, in t but that's intense. Yeah, that was yeah. more like scary, intense. That's not um, emotional heart though. That's just like, oh, we care about that character. We don't and want I him definitely, to die. I know some people might not be into it, but I definitely liked the whole Violet sub thing. Like sure, it was a little of like a typical- Oh, like, I did too. Two people on different pages kind of thing, but watching it go through it, it felt so real. It well, felt like exactly what it's like to be like a teenager and be like, I'm so freaking mortified. Like, well, right, and she just got her confidence too. Yes, that's and what... that's and that's what's so sad is that it's like I mean, and Grant, I also appreciated too that um, they had Bob come clean on that. Like, and just here's the thing: if you had to tell me on paper that's what would have happened, I'm like, oh, I fucking hate that trope. It didn't feel like a trope. It felt earned. It felt like these two characters, like he really, genuinely feels horrible when he tells her. He's just like. You do know, man. I, I really, I'm sorry. I, I'm not an incredible dad. I, that's I messed right. It up. That was a really good scene too. Because I was worried. I don't know why. I didn't trust Brad Bird. <laughs> I was well, worried they weren't going to like really pay off with that storyline. Mm -hmm. I thought it was just going to be like, oh, the audience knows why he doesn't remember, and they yeah. were going to like drop it. But they actually had a payoff where it's like, oh, I did that. Yeah, I'm the reason your date went, you know, failed. Well, because... okay. But here's the thing. You, we have people that we love and respect in the in the film world and sometimes they do stupid shit in their movies when they write and direct them and you're just like what you doing bob yeah. don't know what the fuck you're doing you just bobbed it bobbed all over uh, it you bobbed all over it you know it's not a bomb at the box office but you bobbed all over it like i enjoyed ready player one but there were some mistakes in that movie to make it more in engaging i think to the audiences on an emotional level because I, I i never felt like it was really like it wasn't the envelope but it wasn't meant to really though either yeah. i think for spielberg it was meant to get him back in the like money so like, yeah, hey, like i can do it i can still do it and, but still the thing is, is that kinda. no one no one did go well we doubt you <laughs> yeah no it, it was anyway um i think he needed to do it for himself but 
and that's good too. Nothing to do with The Incredibles. Not even like like that where I it literally I thought of Steven Spielberg and then I thought of Ron Howard. Do you think it's funny that after it came out, it pretty much kind of came out um, that Ron Howard's deal was he shot like seventy percent of the movie, not twenty. Yeah. And then it was announced that they're having active talks for Willow too. Yeah. I kind of wonder. The zeitgeist he, works weird now. I, like, I kind of people are like, talking on Twitter. Let's make that movie. But I mean, they're like Lucasfilm is saying, "Yeah, we're actively having talks." That's the way I heard it. Was and I, I just think that here's what I think happened. Happens, they came to Ron, mind. and Ron was just like, "Harrison, you you got more Indiana Jones. I would like Willow too, please." <laughs> <laughs> he, he's like, meanwhile, on Arrested Development, <laughs> he's like. Ron went up to Kathleen and said, I want to do Willow too." No. Mm, how about I do it or I don't save your ass? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, so let's have talks about Willow too. I, I just say. If that happens, it's going to blow my mind. Because I watched that as a little kid, as like a movie most people my age up. didn't know. Yeah. And it's good, but it also, it feels like an origin movie. Yeah. You're like, they kind of build these characters and they get a rapport and it's like this whole world that you've seen a little bit of. Everyone's still alive. Yeah. <laughs> I'm very terrified that I said that because sadly we lost Carrie, but I'm sorry. That is a weird thing, but I, I have no one else to really movie wise to tell that to. Yeah. And I thought this probably three days ago and it's just been on my mind. Cause I just was like, Oh, Willow too. Like that's a, I love that movie. Of course I want a sequel. Wait, I wonder if that was part of the deal. Cause that's how they got Ford to come back for star Wars. He's, he's like, I want to do one more Indiana Jones film. Oh yeah. Okay. He, he he said that in like one or two interviews, and then he talked about how no, I love the fandom. That's my favorite. You know, I just I just am grumpy all the time and whatever. I I know do complete disservice uh, disservice to uh, Harrison Ford's horrible voice, but um, <laughs> uh, and yeah, if you want a good impression, listen to Mark Hamill. Yeah, it's it's great. So Incredibles two though. What else do we not like? Because again, we find we're finding more things we like about the movie. For a little but, one note, I apologize. No, it's okay. But but here's the thing. I mean, we we've deep dived some all kinds of shit in this. Yeah. Um. Someone said that there are like five references to A one one three. I only saw one. Um, Which it, it was. I think it was. She, I think it was when Helen was looking at one of the computers. Um. It was like in the background or something like that on the screen. But they said there was, it was like in there. Also, there was a building that had the logo that said Quest on it. What? But, but it, I swear to God, I saw it. Because, okay. Came so, with those Easter eggs, dude. So someone told me that Johnny Quest was in the movie, and I thought nothing of it. But um, but it's in the back there. It's, it's noodling around. Mm-hmm. And it's one of the scenes where she's going through the city. And it's when it's raining. So it's, I think it's the night of Screenslaver um, battle. Yeah. In the distance, there's a building, I swear to God, it says Quest. And the logo, the classic Johnny Quest logo. No Johnny, just Quest. Yeah. And then I was like, is that is that it? That's cool, but what the fuck does that mean? Does that mean they all exist? What? Yeah. This doesn't actually answer and then, anything. And then the clip appears, and I'm like, wait, what? What? So like, it's a cartoon in this movie, so it's, it's gotta be, I don't know. But, but is it a cartoon based after Heroes? Oh! Um, how did it's like that... Logan with the X Men comics? Oh yeah, don't it's like, believe this crap. It's like that never happened. <laughs> we were over there. <laughs> Let's not get on Logan tangent. It will never. No. Happen. Oh god. Yeah. So what else? I mean, can we find anything else? I, I mean, here's the thing. Brad Bird. I mean, outside of Tomorrowland, he makes solid movies. 
Like they're much, always well constructed. Even Mission Impossible, Ghost Protocol, it's a solid movie for being a Mission Impossible movie. Yeah. I mean, I mean, the only thing that you could probably complain about is why is Jeremy Renner there? Because <laughs> yeah. you like him, he's a good character, but why is he there? And that's another story too. Just but, to be another person. Well, that's cool. Because then you're like, we are have too few people in this film. But then, our, <laughs> <laughs> but then the question is, is he? You know, I don't know. Is he fodder? Yeah. And then you realize, or is Ethan fodder? No, that wouldn't happen. Because remember, that was the story of why what was going to happen. And then halfway through, Brad Bird came on, and Tom Cruise was just like, "We don't want to kill Ethan off." Yeah. Or take you him might out. I want to make three more. Yeah. Which whatever. <laughs> that was, but I, I really. So he does a good movie, even movies he didn't. You know, he doesn't own fully right. Yeah. The movie's still just a good movie. He puts it together well. He does, and so it's really hard for me to. I'm sure if I watched it a second time, I'd find something super nitpicky. I just, I, I can't think of anything. This is one of those times where it's really genuine, like like Marvel movies. I love mm-hmm. Marvel movies, but I can nitpick the shit out of those. Definitely. Like, really, I can't really fucking nitpick any of this. Like it's, I mean, Iron Giant, I feel is kind of the same way too. Like it's just really, I don't know. I feel like if any, people complain about this, I feel like they're just, I mean, sincerely, I feel like, it's just them complaining. It's kind of that, that what's that one meme? It's like, shh. Let, let people, people enjoy things. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like this one is legitimately, it's like, get off your ass, whatever high horse your ass is on. Yeah. And just fucking enjoy the movie. Like, here's the thing. Do you like that they did X, Y, or Z? Well, then that's you and you. Again, all art is subjective, but I, I just... I'm going to have to look it up. I don't know what the runtime is for one versus two. Because I'm Wiki. thinking. I'm looking it up right now. Credibles two. What were you? Finish your thought. I'm thinking I'll... the second one is longer than the first one. And I could see a newcomer being like, it was too long. But for me, as someone who was enjoying it, I was like, yes, give me all the plot points. Uh, okay. So the second one is 118 minutes. Uh, please wait as Wikipedia loads. It just had a lot of things in it. A lot of. Plot points happening. 115 minutes to the first one. What? Right? So there was just a lot more that happened in this Boom. one. Because there was like three or four plot lines. Well, I feel like the first one, they had smaller moments. There was a lot more. The The pacing was still fast, but it feels like a, a smaller movie. It does. Even though it's not in this one. I mean, I remember watching the motorcycle sequence in this one. I'm going like, Jesus. I'm like, yeah, like, I'm like, whoa. Whoa. Right. Whoa. And then I'm just like. Can she do that? Fuck yes, yeah, she can. She's Elastic Girl. Yeah. I'm like, God damn. Like, yeah. I mean, I just, yeah. It, it, whoa, whoa. Huh, okay. Okay. <laughs> How is she going to get on the train? Yeah. Yeah. You're just, well, is she going to, is she going to overextend herself and hurt herself? Cause they, they throw that line out there. Yeah. And then no, she just fucking is badass and gets on it anyway. Sorry. So that's why, I think that's why it feels so much longer. One, there's more plot lines because you've got like, Violet's got her own thing. Bob's yeah. got her own thing. Helen's got her own thing. But then also, geez, in the original, actual like full-on action sequences, mm-hmm. I feel like there's pretty much like three. Like you see him kind of fight in the beginning, but it's a short sequence. It's most about introduction than the action. Yeah. Set up the world that they're in. Then you see him have a little fight with the robot. And then they have like the big fight at the end. Mostly. Well, I would say there's four because they. It's... Well, before they leave the island, they've got like fighting the bad guys, the goons, and then they have the one in the city. But it's not like a huge fight scene. Well, yeah, the one in the city, I don't think that's a big thing either. It's the, they're they go into a fire and they. That's what is that what you're thinking? No, I'm talking about like when they fight the big robot in the city at the very end. 
That's like the well, big set piece from the first right, one. Right, but I thought you were, oh, I thought you said there was something in the beginning of the first one, though, where they, they fight or... Just the introduction when he's like stopping the train and... Stopping the train, but... So there's the train sequence at the beginning. That whole intro mm-hmm. is pretty much a sequence. It's the AKA Bob, Bob and Helen get married. Yeah. That whole thing. Um, and, and sets up the world. It's not just them. It's the world that the here, supers live in, mm-hmm. which is pretty cool. Um, but also don't forget that when they get on the Island, it becomes a nonstop suspense slash action movie. Yeah. Like thriller. But, but still it, it's slower moving. Like you have the scene with the kids. Cause then it has one of my favorite delivery lines. It's like, wait, wait, Mr. Incredible, Elastic Girl, and they got busy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. And so that whole scene. The way he skirts adult humor is so oh, right. right on the edge. Now, I will say a friend of mine uh, on Facebook, their only complaint with the movie was the language in this one. Um, oh, there was one hell, one damn, and like every character said, oh my God. Now, granted, I don't find oh my God to be offensive. Some people do. Some people do. And there's nothing wrong with that. But when I looked at I remember when they did say damn, that threw me off for a second. I feel like there's one damn in the first one. Is I there? swear I can imagine Bob saying it. Okay. Okay. But yeah, because this one, it was Winston that said it. Oh. It was him and, the, him and his sister were talking and, and it's like, well, damn, we'll, we'll figure it out. Don't worry about it. You just keep trucking and doing what you're doing. Or it's, it's, one, it's like a very throwaway yeah. line. Like He's genuinely surprised. But here's the thing is that when we got out of the movie, my wife and I looked at the, because we don't have kids, but like we actually were like, that made it feel more like a Marvel movie. Yeah. Like, a, like in a normal adult film. And then my biggest argument too is with people is that I don't like cussing in kids' movies. Mm-hmm. Well, hold on. Whoa. <laughs> what makes this a kids movie? I don't think Brad Bird would view this as a kids movie. He might view it as a family film. Yeah, but, but he's not trying to like talk down right. or like water it down. But counter argument: it's a Disney pushing a family fun kids movie with superheroes, and then you're like, oh, that's that's the one thing that's again. But but my wife and I were were both like we enjoyed it. If we had kids, we probably wouldn't enjoy it because the kid would be like, damn, damn, damn. Which is, I think, is what happened to her her son. He's oh. a, a mimic, and <laughs> and he knows it's a bad word. He's like, Mom, why do they say damn all the time? Damn, 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 damn. And, and yeah, and you're just oh, like, goodness. oh, no. All right, um, that's a valid so, concern. No, no, it's a valid concern, but again, I'm like <laughs> well, finding things I don't think that, kids would have noticed, but for me as an adult, I noticed that in a kid's movie, there was alcohol on screen. Yes, where they're drinking cocktails. Yeah. It's and, definitely, it's got like a but, but lemon see, zest inside some like bourbon. But <laughs> It looked... <laughs> I was like, yeah, I know. Uh, but but I don't, well, I mean, someone just said, yeah, but you go to anime movies all the time. I was like, yes, but I go to see a film or a movie. I don't go in to see a kid's movie. Like, you know, sometimes I do. Like, I'm preparing for the worst. Yeah. Um, and then I'm pleasantly, like, Zootopia. If you would have told me the racial discrimination thing is with animals, I would have laughed at you and like, said, it's going to be butchered so bad. Right. And because it's, I'm expecting a fluffy animal movie. And that's not at all what I got. I got something very kind of sophisticated and complex. And, and so I don't know. I just don't view animated films like that. I know that's, they're trying to get the money like they are. Yeah. But um, I mean, okay. The trailer for Record Ralph 2 makes me feel like it's going to be one of those where it's. <sighs> I have some serious concerns. <laughs> me too. Here's I saw the, the trailer before Incredibles and I'm like, what <sighs> are they doing? I know. They're here's... like, this doesn't have a plot. Just watch it. Now, here's the thing. If you watch the trailer like, or the, the, scene, the, the scene in the trailer where they go to the princesses, it's funny, but I'm just like, 
I don't know. I feel like I feel like this is a good this is one of those things that you shouldn't have showed. Yes. I I really and I and I feel like too as I get older, I used to be the guy who's like, let's see all the trailers. Let's watch all the trailers, get immersed into it, yeah. get pumped up. It's it's like going to watching them warm up before the game. You're getting inci- excited about what you what you're about ready to see or not see. And and I did not watch as many trailers for Star Wars and Avengers Infinity War. I at one point cut myself off a little bit, not too much, but uh, just enough. And when I walked out, I was like, oh shit, I'm very surprised yeah because i almost went to i remember that two days before this is how on the edge i was i almost went into infinity wars uh wikipedia not wikipedia page uh a reddit a spoiler reddit thread just for people who want spoilers and i walked in i was looking for it and i was like no no no, don't do this don't do this so glad i didn't because i went back and found that thread that i saved the link for Mm -hmm. would have been completely ruined for me that would have been really taking some punch out of the end for you well, I mean, here's the thing. I've read the book, mm-hmm. so I figured that could have happened, but the way everything happened and the story that everything, I mean, I... Well, I know not everyone follows these things as much as I do, but yeah. I knew this was part one of two, basically. Oh, yeah, me too. And yeah. so I'm like, this is going to get bad. Oh, also, <laughs> also, and here's the thing too. At the same time, though, you also know that uh, Black Panther 2 is coming out. That sweet, sweet Sony Marvel movie, uh, yeah. Spider-Man Homecoming 2. It's coming down the turnpike. Yeah. Um, Guardians Volume 3. And here's the thing. James Gunn has publicly said that they're do- it, it takes place after Infinity War. The Infinity- Avengers 3 and 4. Yeah. But he did say that the Aven- uh, that the Guardians are pretty messed up after the, at when Volume 3 starts. And you're going, okay, mm-hmm. that doesn't give me confidence. But then you talk to the Rooster Brothers, they're still trying to go, well, what could happen to Star-Lord? This guard volume three takes place before. We haven't actually decided yet. Bullshit. We all know that it's (laughs) going to take place after. There's too much money, especially Black Panther, too much money involved now with Black Panther to make that happen before fucking Infinity War. No fucking way. And same thing with Spider-Man. They're going to ride that shit out. Well, actually, no, they couldn't. With the deal runs up, they could say it takes place before Infinity War that's and, what I'm wondering, like, what kind of dancing uh, they're going to do in these other movies. Like, we just never mention anything else from the other ones. Uh, that way, we, you don't know when it happens. Right. Well, Continuity. Well, I do like that, at least in Guardians, they give you, like, a year, a date. Yeah. Which makes you also realize that everything is happening in the year 2014, 2015. Which makes me go, we're a little beyond that, gentlemen. Yeah. <laughs> and ladies. We're a little beyond that part. <laughs> Um, we're we're in the 2018s now. We're about ready to head around to 2020. Well, you see, there was a break in the timeline. Uh, there was our reality and their reality. Uh, there <laughs> was a break. Uh, Foy Laven and uh, <laughs> uh, the break was uh, when uh, Groot said we are Groot and uh, then died a uh, horrible the death. Yeah. And then uh, the other any the other timeline of uh, a darker timeline. Ronan's uh, uh, a good guy. Like he is in the <laughs> comic books, which was last seen in uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three, Issue Four. That's such a weird. <laughs> Sorry. No, he, I had, I that a, character is such a weird. He's uh, coming back. He's what? Coming, yeah. Because Captain Marvel is a flashback and present day movie. Whoa. Boom. I'm cool with that. I am too, actually, because uh, Coulson's coming back because it takes place then. Nice. Um, apparently, Samuel Jackson will not be wearing an eye patch as Nick Fury. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. <laughs> We Marvel fans, ooh, no, no eye patch. Tell me more. So much fan service. Uh, yeah. And at the end of it, he probably gets his eye ripped out or something crazy wackadoo. And it's we, like, because we have to it's, know. It's all connected. <laughs> I need to see every event. 
everyone. Oh yeah, and then it, but Ronan is a Cree, so mm-hmm. and Captain Marvel's a Cree, so it's gonna okay. somehow tie into that. Now, if they could also do me a favor and introduce Nova, fucking sweet. But I love the that... character Nova. Nova is part of the. He's part of. So here's the thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry, we're a little. We've got completely derailed off in girls, but this is superhero, so it, it counts. Yeah. Um, not even as an inception, an inception, I would say. So the Marvel version of Darkseid in DC is Thanos. Yes. The Marvel version of the Green Lantern Corps is the Nova Corp. <laughs> Man, they really go for it. They do. Um, the, the only thing is, is that they're not based on collars, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, which... I, I do enjoy the, the Lantern Corps and, and all the different colors and all that stuff. But um, the Nova Corp is the, it's the same thing. They, they have uh, they protect sanctions or areas of the galaxy. And it's all through a helmet. And the helmet kind of becomes this armor. It wraps around you. And you can like, you become a living bullet pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um, and super strength and whatever. You can take a beating. Uh, you kind of become like uh, Iron Man slash Spider-Man all at the same time. Okay. and But he's a cosmic hero um he protects the earth the milky way galaxy but he goes all over the place now that's left in question because xandar got completely wiped and that's what the nova core was well and that's the home of the nova core Mm -hmm. but they didn't really get into the nova core they said there was the 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 nova core but they didn't go into like the like nova yeah which makes me wonder how the hell they're even going because i really love they then uh when they did Marvel now, they had a, a version where they made Nova um kind of this kid who just found this helmet. It was his dad's helmet because his dad was Nova. Mm-hmm. And last we saw him, him and Star Lord and Drax all died fighting killing Thanos. Yeah. Well, but at the same time, gu- the Guardians are there are showing up. What that where the hell is Rick, the original Nova? Well, the helmet went back to Earth to find a new replacement, it found a son. Oh, and so, but the son is kind of like Peter Parker, kind of that s- sassy, spunky thing. Mm-hmm. It was really good. I really enjoyed the shit out of it. I don't know where the character's at right now because I had to stop. Money was tight, and I had to stop buying books. But I, but it made me appreciate the character, and it made me want to see any iteration of Nova, like in the films. And I know they could do an awesome job with it. But it's just like, but hey, y- you guys are you know doing better than DC is right now. So <laughs> no matter what, you're all right. You're, you're all right. Like even a bad Marvel movie is a good Marvel movie. <laughs> like anyway, well, I, I think we've hit the gamut. <laughs> I think we've covered most of it. I think yeah. we co- we've also covered uh, all the Marvel movies. We've covered Ninja <laughs> Turtles. We've covered Star Wars. We've covered Dick Tracy. Now let's remember all this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, when we, uh, when we keep talking about it afterwards, uh, when the show's over, because that's, yeah. Yeah. Um, not recording the intro at all. Um, <laughs> but no, uh, if you have, oh, do you have anything to plug real quick, like a website or anything? Right now? No. No. Okay. Yeah. Well, Anthony, thank you so much for doing this, man. We got to have you back on again. I'd love to. Yeah. This is a lot of fun. And, uh, yeah, I, well, yeah, you have nothing to plug, so I have nothing else. I was like, there's got to be something. There's nothing. No, it's no, cool. It's okay. I've, I've done some things a while ago, but it's been a while. I'm just taking a break. And I'm, I feel like I'm trying to consume things and like have experiences to like revamp yeah. my next creative things. Because as much as I'm a creative person and it's like it makes me feel good, doing it because I feel like it's like my role or like my... Well, yeah, you need to recharge the battery. Yeah. Yeah. I just like, I want to do this because I enjoy it. And yes, when I do it, I'll have a good work ethic and I'll make sure I do make it the best I can, but I'm not going to like just make crappy little things because I've always got to be creating. It's like, no, sometimes you just, 
Yeah. Live and observe. I've seen one or two of your things. They're not crappy, sir. Thank they're, you. They are, they are good. Um, so, yeah. By the way, if you can just hunt it down, there's one thing out there that I really enjoyed. You showed me the script of, and I finally saw it it's somewhere on YouTube. Just think. It's still out there, right? Yes. All right. I'll just say... Was it the horror one? It's the horror one. They're in the hospital. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I liked yeah. how that turned out. Yeah, I did I did too. It's really good. So if you get a chance, hunt da- hunt that down. The clues, you know what? The context clues are all there somehow, I'm sure. Use your Google foo. Yes, it's called it's called sacrifices. Oh, oh well, there you go. So that's another big clue. If you look for my name, you might find it. I can try to find the link, but my name's Anthony Portillo, P-O-R-T-I-L-L-O. Yep. And there's not a lot of me on YouTube. There's a couple. I think there's some streamers or something. But I'm sure if you look up that, it'll be like at least in the first but page. It's, it's really good. Um, yeah, I really uh, hope you guys uh, check it out or at least look for it. It's really good. So it's short too. It's not a big oh, time it's commitment. Like, it's like what eight minutes? Not even maybe nine, ten. Maybe ten. Yeah, it's not. It's really. It's shorter than an Adult Swim episode. Yeah, I always feel like if I'm not going to do a feature film, there's like a window. Like either it's got to be a feature where like you fully mm-hmm. flesh everything out. Or it's got to be short enough where you can just kind of happen upon it, enjoy it, and be like, oh, so that's what it is. Yeah. And it's, it's, weird movies are like the 15 to like 30 minute mark. You're like, this isn't a movie. Yeah. What? This is a TV show at this. It's, it's, it's a pilot. You're tricking me. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, so hunt that down. It's called Sacrifices. Anthony Portillo. Um, all the context clues are there. Yes. Don't say that. Math is math. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm going to, yep, we're done because he's going to eat a chip. So, Sorry. Uh, no, no, it's okay. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thank you. Get out of here without cheese! You're a creep! Go away! We're having a good time until you start up, cheapers! Go have some coffee with cream or something! Because I'll tell you something! This is a happy place! Pretty, Pretty good, huh? I can get that. We do. <laughs> Sorry, we, is this bad etiquette? Yeah, it could be kind of it, 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 it could be bad, bad etiquette. Um, also, our official, <laughs> our official show, <laughs> the bits done. <laughs> I can't.